You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. First time preaching here. I'm very excited to see how it goes. I was able to preach in Logan on Sunday. Was missed the first Sunday service. Was a little bummed out about that, but we had a fun time. And um, just the Lord blessed a lot, and it was... Um, a really good time with Christian and Con- uh, Christian and uh, Evan. Nope, Connor and Evan. I always get those two names mixed up. Connor and Evan and Ann and I, and we just had a, a blast. So I praise the Lord for that. James chapter 1, we're going to start on verse 13. And we're dealing with temptations today, understanding temptations and overcoming temptations. But before we get into the blunt of the message, I want to first off highlight one specific truth in verse 13. The Bible says... Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So right there, first and foremost, before we get into the blunt of the message, we need to know, first of all, God does not tempt us to do evil whatsoever. God will test us, but he will not tempt us. You see, temptation is used in two senses in the Bible, and the context will make it absolutely clear when you're reading it. Temptation to do evil always comes from Satan. God will test us, but Satan will tempt us. One uh, theologian said, God will test us to bring out the good in us. Satan tempts us to bring out the bad in us. Temptation to sin never comes from God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. So first and foremost, God tests, Satan tempts, and we're going to be dealing with temptation in the sense of Satan tempting us to do evil, this uh, solicitation to do evil. And that's in verses 14 and 15. Look with me, if you would. The Bible says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Let's pray. Our Holy Father, Lord, I praise your name. I'd like to thank you so much for having me here today, Lord. Thank you so much for this church, the blessings that uh, you've bestowed upon us, Lord, bringing us this building. And uh, thank you so much for uh, the fellowship that we have one with another and um, for the word of God as well, for saving my soul. I ask that you just uh, cleanse me from sin and to me of self here tonight, Lord, and just take away every ounce of selfishness, every ounce of me whatsoever in this message, Lord, and help me uh, preach your word, Lord. Speak through me. Open up the hearts of everybody listening here today. And we praise your name. We thank you. And we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so we're dealing with temptations today, understanding and overcoming temptations. And being um, a leader of the youth for the last four years, the one struggle that they have more than anything in the world is not trials. It's not understanding this book. The number one thing that they struggle with is that of temptations. It's kind of a taboo subject a little bit, but it's something that they struggle with a lot. We all struggle with that. Temptations is something that we all struggle with on a daily basis. And the thing is, there's a lot of preaching on what to do concerning temptation. You can't do this, you can't do that, but not a lot of preaching on how to do it. How do we overcome temptation? How do we understand it and overcome it on a daily basis through this world? So that's what I'm going to be looking at here today, dealing with understanding and overcoming temptations, because every single one of us want to overcome temptations in our life. Every single one of us have some sins, some struggles that we deal with on a daily basis. And so we all want to overcome temptation. But the first thing that we need to do to overcome temptation is to understand it. How does temptation work? What happens? And we see that here in verses 14 and 15 
of James chapter 1. Look at verse 14, if you would. The Bible says, but every man is tempted. Now, that's the situation of the temptation. Every single person, every single individual in this world is tempted. This passage clearly teaches that every one of us is tempted. The preacher, the missionary, the evangelist, every person in this congregation, every church member, every child of God is tempted on a daily basis. You are not in the wrong for being tempted. All of us are tempted. It's sure. It's true. And not only that, but we all deal with the same temptations. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. It's common. Now, that's a comforting thought. Think about that. Now, Satan wants us to think that we are evil. We are wicked for dealing with these temptations. We're the only person dealing with this struggle in our life. We're the only person having this sin in our life that we can't overcome. But that's not the case. It's simple. It's common. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You see, Satan wants us to keep our temptations in, keep our struggles, keep our faults in. But we need to be open with one another. Because our child of God, our friends, our brothers and sisters in Christ are dealing with the exact same sins, the exact same struggles, the exact same temptations as we are. we got to be open with one another. Hold each other accountable. Be transparent. The Bible says in the back end of the book of James, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see, when we're confessing our faults with one another, saying, man, I'm struggling with this. I'm, I'm dealing with this temptation right now. We're going to be able to talk with one another and stand strong together. It will help you be able to overcome those temptations in your life. That's the situation of the temptation. The situation is that every man is tempted. That's the first thing that we need to look at in understanding temptation. The second thing is the source of our temptations. Look at verse 14 once again. The Bible says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So to understand temptation, you need to know the situation. And now we need to know the source as well. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You see, in this passage, we see two necessary ingredients of temptation. That is, our own lustful desire to do wrong and an enticer. An inward source and an outward source. Now, both of these ingredients must be present for a temptation to occur. Your own lustful desire and an enticer. You see, a lot of times we blame it all on Satan. Satan told me to do it. Satan made me do it. But that's not the case. Satan played a part in your sin, but he did not make you do it. It's your own lustful desire to do wrong. You're saved by the grace of God. You can praise the Lord for that. You've got a new nature. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you that wants to do good, but that old nature does not go away. You still have that old nature, that desire to do wrong, that desire to lust, that desire to give in to sin. It does not go away. So whenever temptation comes into your life, it's not just Satan. It's your own lustful desire to do wrong as well. And we need to realize that the young boy, I was thinking about this young boy who um, was picking on his sister and got mad at his sister. So she, he pushed his sister to the ground, rubbed her face in the mud and then spit on her. And the mom saw that and came running out and said, boy, what are you doing? What are you doing, boy? Did the devil tell you to do that? The devil made you do that. Did the devil tell you to do that? And the boy thought for a second and he said, Well, mama, the devil told me to push her to the ground. And the devil told me to rub her face in the mud. But I'm pretty sure the spitting on her part was my idea. You see, it's not just Satan. It's our own desire to do wrong as well. Those two ingredients, our own lustful desire when we're drawn away and also when we're enticed. 
That's the source of our temptations. It's your fault that you're dealing with those temptations. But praise God, it's all of our fault. We are sinners saved by the grace of God. But we need to remember that. We've got these situations that are sure. We are going to be tempted each and every day. We're going to go through these temptations, these uh, trials, these struggles to sin. And we see that it's our own desire, our inward source, and our outward source. But thirdly, we need to remember that we do have success over these temptations as well. Because you're saved by the grace of God, because you called upon Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have victory in Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, before you can overcome temptation, you need to understand that you have been given the victory over those trials, over those temptations, over that sin in your life. We have the victory. The Bible says in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's always a way out. If we submit to the Lord, there is always a way out when temptation comes. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above the ear able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. We have a way to escape. We have a way out. We've been given victory in Jesus because we're not fighting for victory, but from victory. That's how we understand temptation. To overcome it, you need to understand those truths. The situation, every man is tempted. The source, our own desires, and Satan, and an enticer. And then thirdly, that we do have success over those temptations as well. So once we understand that, praise God, we can now move forward to overcoming that. And we overcome that in two ways. Number one, we need to define the temptation. What What are we being tempted with? You see, every temptation stems from one of these three things. That's the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's very simple. A lot of times we make it more complex than what it is. Every temptation falls into those three categories. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And the devil. Satan is simple, but he's simple because it works. It works. But we've got the instruction manual to overcome this, define it. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, the temptations of the world is to conform us. But we got to remember, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, the temptation of the world is to get us to conform to their ways, not stay strong to our morals, not stay strong to the truth. They want us to compromise, but we cannot compromise this book. We're going to have that a lot. You're going to have that at work. Temptations of the world, trying to conform, trying to fit in and dress like them, talk like them, act like them. Those are temptations of the flesh to gossip. All of that stuff falls into the temptations of the world, but we got to stand strong. The temptations of the flesh is to control us. Now, a lot of times we blame everything on the devil or the world, but the thing that we forget about is our flesh, right? And that's probably the worst one. The fleshly desires controls us. Have you ever felt controlled by your flesh? Honestly, physically, your members. That's what the temptations of the flesh is. The flesh wants to control our motives and our members. When we're being constantly uh, giving in to fleshly desires, we are being controlled. We are dealing with things physically, dealing with temptations, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, dealing with um, temptations to lust after a woman, pornography, drug addictions, alcohol. All of that boils down to the temptations of the flesh. You want to be controlled? That's the temptations of the flesh. They want to control us. And then thirdly, the temptations of the devil. Now, the temptations of the devil is to conquer us. Satan wants to conquer our minds. 
He is against everything that is godly in your life. He wants your surrender. He wants us to surrender to him. He wants us to surrender those sins. So when we're giving into the temptations of the flesh and the temptations of the world, you're falling right into the trap of the temptations of the devil, and he wants to conquer you. It, all of this is stacked against us, but we need to remember, if you're saved by the grace of God, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. All of those temptations, the world, the flesh, and the devil, we can simplify it, define it in your life, and say, all right, I'm being tempted right now. I know I'm being tempted. Am I being tempted by the world? By the flesh or by the devil? Is it my physically speaking? Is it me trying to conform to this world? If you can do that and define it, it will help you simplify it to move forward to the next step. And that is defeating the temptation. So you need to define the temptation and then defeat the temptation. Now we do this in three ways. We defeat temptation through saturation, starvation, and separation. Saturation, we need to saturate ourselves with the scriptures. Saturate ourselves with the word of God. You see, our weapon in this battle is the word of God. The Bible says, for, um, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirits and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. You see, this Bible is our sword. It will help us. It will pierce through those temptations, pierce through the world, the flesh, and the devil. If we know the word of God, if we saturate ourselves with the scriptures, we can overcome the wiles of the devil. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, that if we abide in God's word, we can overcome the wicked one. This is our sword. This is our weapon in this battle. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Psalms, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. This is clear throughout the scriptures, throughout the Bible, that we can overcome the wicked one by the word of God. We're going to be in verse 9. Psalm 119, verse 9, the Bible says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. You see, we can cleanse our way, cleanse our steps by listening to the word of God, by saturating ourselves with the scriptures. You see, that's how Christ did it. When Satan tempted Christ in the wilderness, Jesus responded with the scriptures. He said, It is written. It is written. It is written. You see, if we know the word of God, know what the Bible says, if we take heed to it, when Satan comes our way with temptations, we can say, praise God, it is written. Praise God, it is written. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It is written. There's promises in this book that we can apply to our lives to help us put down, cast down temptations. We can overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil by reading this book and preaching a message regarding temptations adrian rogers gave three ways to overcome temptation through god's word and he did it right here in psalm 119 look at verse 11 the bible says thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against thee you see first off to overcome temptation through the word of god we need to memorize the word of god Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. I'm telling you, that will help you so much in your life to memorize the word of God. Because you're not always going to have your Bible handy. 
You're not always going to have your phone by you. When temptations come, if you've got that verse memorized in your head, God will give it to you at the right moment. You can cast it down. Memorizing the scriptures will help you so much in your life. And you can say, Michael, I don't know how to memorize. My brain is just not capable of doing that. I promise you, you take an index card, you study it for a week. Take it to work with you, study it for a week. I guarantee you, you'll remember that Bible verse. And if you're good with memorizing... Do one a day. I promise you, you're not going to lose those, those uh, verses that you memorize. It will just stick in with you. Memorizing the word of God will help you overcome temptation right. in your life. Because you can say, the Bible says this. The Bible says this. And the Bible says this. It will help you overcome temptation in your life. So we need to memorize the word of God. We also need to personalize the word of God as well. Look at verse 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me. Thy statutes. You see, David personalized the word of God. He's saying, Lord, tell me, teach me this. Teach me this. Teach me your ways. Teach me thy statutes. And we need to do the same thing as well. If you're saved by the grace of God, you are a child of God. You're in the royal family of God. And this book right here, it's the word of God. This book was written to his sons and daughters. Amen. This book is ours. It's a letter from our Father in heaven. Amen. And once we realize that, we can open up this book and say, man, what does God have for me today? What does God have for me today? He wrote this for us. Amen. I'm telling you, us praying, it's great. It's us talking to God. But reading your Bible is God talking to you. And once you personalize the word of God and realize that, those promises in store, man, you can take it for you. Take it as truth and say, man, this promise applies to me. This promise applies to me. And he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's able to do all of these things. He's able to over, we're able to overcome temptation. If we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee from us. All of those promises are applied to us. If we personalize the word of God, we'll be able to overcome temptation. You need to memorize the word of God, personalize the word of God, and then we need to internalize the word of God as well. Verse 15, the Bible says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. We need to meditate on the Word of God, internalize the Word of God. Meditation is the idea of a tune that you just can't get out of your head. Amen. Amen. That's what we need to be with the Word of God. Have you ever had that before? You're listening to a song. You can't, for the life of you, get that song out of your head. All throughout the day, it's just ringing through your ears. Ringing through your ears. No matter how hard you try, it's still going to be right there with you. That's what we need to be with the word of God. Amen. When we memorize this word of God and we take it in and apply it to our lives and hide it in our heart, man, throughout the day we can say, the Bible says this. The Bible says this. We can sing the song of praise, sing the song of truth, and find joy in the word of God. We need to memorize the word of God, personalize the word of God, and internalize the word of God. What Adrian Rogers would do when I started to do this, and it helps me a lot, Right before bed, he would just take one verse. The last thing he would do before he put his head on the pillow, would, he would read that verse. And then he would go to sleep. That's it. But he says throughout the night, his mind would be thinking about that. First thing he would wake up in the morning was that verse. And it would be internalizing. And he would be meditating on that verse all throughout the nights. Last thing to do... Put the word of God in your head. That will help you overcome temptation. We need to memorize, personalize, and internalize the word of God. We need to saturate ourselves with the scriptures. Not only that, but we overcome temptation through starvation. We need to starve ourselves from the sins of the flesh. Starve ourselves from our sins in our life. Because the only way you can defeat the sins of the flesh is by starving it. 
That's it. A lot of times we try to come up with excuses and say, man, I can overcome this sin if I just keep doing what I'm doing. If I just keep doing this, keep doing that. And we always try to come up with solutions because we don't want to get rid of our sins. But we need to starve ourselves, keep ourselves away from that temptation. Keep ourselves away from that. Don't allow yourself provisions. The Bible says in Romans 13, 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Don't allow yourself the opportunity to sin. There's so many different religions out there that don't want to say that. They all try to come up with all of these solutions, but they never say, man, hey, if you're having trouble with pornography, trouble with lusting, stay away from those situations. Hey, keep your phone away from you at night. One of the things that I tell the kids a lot, and I had them repeat after me, when you are alone, lose the phone. Because when you're alone at night, those temptations are going to come at you. Those temptations are going to come at you left and right. When you are alone, lose the phone. Starve yourself from the situations. Because a lot of times we can handle temptation no problem as long as opportunity is not present. And we can handle opportunity no problem as long as temptation is not present. But when temptation and opportunity are there at the same time, you better know something of the grace of God. Amen. You better need the grace of God in those moments because without that, you are going to fall. Now, there's going to be times where we deal with temptation and opportunity at the same time, and that's when God's grace comes in. Right. But if you are constantly dealing with temptation and opportunity day after day after day after day, there is something wrong in your life. There is something you need to get right. Keep yourself away from opportunity. You can starve yourself from the sins, and it will help you lose that habit. It will help you lose that desire, amen. If we submit ourselves to God in that situation, the devil will flee from us. I'm telling you, we need to starve ourselves. Don't allow yourself any opportunity to sin. But a lot of us, we think we can do it on our own willpower, in our own strength. I can handle this. I'm just going to say no today. I'm just going to say no in this moment. That is not the case. You are not strong enough to overcome temptation with willpower. But praise God, our weapons are not carnal. The Bible says, for though we walk after the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, how do we do that? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So to starve yourself from sins, to starve yourself from those temptations, whenever that temptation comes in your head, you've got to cast it down, cast it down, cast it down, and bring every single thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What would God say? What does God's word say about this? What does God's word say about that? But a lot of times we feed on that temptations. I would say 90% of sins we commit is because we've thought about it over and over and over again. We need to starve ourselves from that. Cast it down. Cast it down. Keep yourself away from the opportunity to sin. Keep yourself away from the opportunity. You're going to be tempted, but praise God, you have no opportunity to sin, so you're not going to be giving in to that lust, giving in to that flesh, giving in to that sinful desire. We need to starve ourselves. We defeat temptation through saturation, through starvation, and thirdly... We defeat ourselves through separation as well. You need to separate yourself from the situation. Separate yourself from the temptation. We need to be separate from the things of this world. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, 
saith the Lord. We need to keep ourselves away from the things of this world. Separate ourselves from those situations because we are not in this world. We are not of this world. We're in this world. Amen. We are not. This world is not our home. Amen. You don't have a love for the things of this world. Love for this world whatsoever. It is not going to help you. It's going to ruin your life. We need to be willing to separate ourselves from the situation. Don't think that your willpower or your strength will help you in those cases. I can hang around these people. It's fine. I'm not going to turn into them or give in to those sins. That is not the case. We need to separate ourselves from the situation. Don't have confidence in your flesh whatsoever. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, if I had a life verse, I don't yet, but if I had a life verse, I feel like this would be it. The Bible says, for we are the circumcision which worships God in the spirits and rejoices in Christ Jesus and has no confidence in the flesh. You see, that's a motivational verse to me. I like that verse. On the outside, the things of this world, man, that verse doesn't make so much sense, right? And has no confidence in the flesh. A lot of people want to put their confidence in themselves, want to believe in themselves, but that's not the case. It makes me think of like a football game or a, a, a team trying to pump themselves up before the big game. And you get the team, team captain saying, man, we are strong and we're talented. We've got this in the bag. We, we are far better than them because we are Marshall or we are the Cubs, something like that, right? But I'm thankful that this is a motivational verse to us. Hey, we are the circumcision which worships God in the spirits and rejoices in Christ Jesus and has no confidence in the flesh. It's not of us whatsoever. It's about trusting in the Lord. We need to starve ourselves and separate ourselves from the situations. Don't love the world. Keep yourself away from those situations. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So you may not want to separate yourself from that situation to have a good time with your friends, to gossip, to talk with them whatsoever. But all of that's going to pass away. All of that is worthless. Keep yourself from temptation. Keep yourself from the separation. You need to separate yourself and be with the people in this church. Amen. I'm thankful that you guys are separating yourself right now by being in this congregation, sitting in this church right now. Praise the Lord. Don't love the world. Separate yourself from the things of God. And remember, all of these things can't be done in and of yourself. Saturation. Saturating yourself with the scriptures. You can read it, no problem. There are people who are not saved who read this book, get nothing out of it. But if you're doing it in the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit talk with you, you're going to be able to overcome temptation in that area. You do it through starvation. You cannot starve yourself from the sins in and of your own willpower. You have to put your trust in Christ. We've got to remember, all of these things only happens if our strength is in the Lord. We must always remember that we are no match for the temptations of the devil in our own strength, but our strength is in the Lord. In times of temptation, in times of trials, in times of um, sin in our life, we need to remember the words of David as he faced the giants in 1 Samuel 17, 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Philistine is always a picture of the enemy, of the worlds, of the devil. Then, uh, then he said unto the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come unto thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. You see, you got Christ inside of you. You can overcome these temptations in your life. You may have already given up in a certain area in your life. There were times where I was like that. I'm serious. There were times where I thought, man, everybody is just trying to look the part. They are all struggling with this certain sin in their life. And I thought that. 
It had to do with, you know, being a, a, a young boy, lusting, all that. I just assumed that people just looked the part at church and they were struggling with those sins. I never thought that victory would actually occur in that life. But praise God, once I started following these truths, I was able to get victory in my life over that area. These young kids that are struggling with those sins, man, it is awful. It is tough, especially if you're dating at this age. Those temptations are there. But praise God, if you align yourself with the word of God, if you keep trusting in him, you will overcome those temptations. You will overcome those struggles in your life because i'm living it right now amen praise the lord our strength is in the lord but when we think about ourselves when we think about satan coming at us we get scared amen we get scared but we need to be like david and say i come to thee in the name of the lord of hosts this young boy man he was learning about satan and the devil and he was really scared and he went to his dad and he said dad are you bigger than the devil and the dad disappointed said no son I'm not. And the boy said, is, is mom bigger than the devil? And he said, no, son. He's not. She's not. And then the boy said, well, is Jesus bigger than the devil? The dad got a smile on his face, and he says, why, yes, son. Yes, he is. And the boy said, well, I've got Jesus living inside of me, so I'm not afraid of no devil either. I'm telling you, if you're saved by the grace of God, you've got Jesus living inside of you. You can overcome those temptations to sin, overcome those temptations to lust. We can be victorious in this life. We can live the extraordinary life for the Lord. We just got to put our trust in Christ.